0: but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third-party challenge is Armstrong and Getty. The
1: birthplace of talk
2: radio. I lost it. I was completely defied. I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining. Oh my god. My gosh.
0: Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah.
1: It's such a bizarre
2: world. I apologize for that. Alright, go. Go.
0: The President of the United States should be allowed to run the country, not have to focus on this kind of crap.
1: This is Ed McMahon, And now, he's Armstrong and
0: Getty.
3: Getty, Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, senior. Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound on this Tuesday. And we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, nobody really uh, leapt. To the four of the interviewees. You know why you don't have a general manager? Because you're a Russian asset. Well, I. What? That's why. No, I'm You're a Russian what? asset. No,
2: I'm not. I'm not helps, what? The what is that? <laughs> helps the Russians. Helps the Russians. I don't even know what that is. general
3: manager helps the Russians. Very, Very convenient. convenient. Our weakness is their strength. Exactly. Or something little too obvious as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Duh. I yes. mean, yes! Yes. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? No! He slipped around to me. I'm fascinated by this Russian asset story with Hillary Clinton. I cannot figure out what's going on, although we have a pretty good look at it from uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Matt Taibbi, who's a really interesting guy, has written a an article about what's going on in the Democratic Party. But I was watching Tucker Carlson on Fox last night, and he had on one of the Democrats he uh, yells at all the time right so this democrat guy that goes on and they yell at each other yes it's always fun i usually skip that segment yeah because i have a kind of know how it's going to go but um that guy was not what's hillary doing or i don't know what she's talking about or you took it out of context he he was all about it does look pretty weird i mean when you go through the timeline of so he was fully on board oh boy this whole she's a russian asset
2: thing yeah yeah, how what? interesting. Where did this yeah. all
3: come from? You know,
2: this, uh, this is a good discussion because I think it gets to the, the bottom of the whole Russian compromise thing. What they do and why they do it. And they know now they can tarnish a legitimate person by backing them.
3: So that's one of their strategies. But did you know, I didn't know this till last night, Tulsi Gabbard quit at the DNC... Backed Bernie in 2016. Yes, people told her Hillary Clinton will never forget this. She'll ruin you. Right, your
2: career is over. She was told.
3: So you can't just you couldn't just decide you liked Bernie better or anything like that. Clearly, if you went against Hillary Clinton, you're some sort of Russian asset. Well, not only that, or primed to be. She had a huge public spat with Debbie Wasserman, Pooh Storm, um,
2: and called her out for fixing it in Hillary's favor. So, oh yeah, then she quit and uh, and backed Bernie. Anyway, so they hate her. We'll talk a little bit about that. And that's when she defected to Russia, <laughs>
3: <laughs> like so many of us do when we're
2: mad at our bosses. Sure, we defect to Russia. Yep. If I had a ruble
3: for every time I got mad and defected, oh boy, you know. Some reason that gave me a flashback of when I was on vacation in Russia and uh, trying to get a cup. Oh of coffee. my God, he's
2: like Bernie. He's just like Bernie.
3: Russian asset. And I was trying to get a cup of coffee. I needed a cup of coffee so bad. Yeah. It was morning, and I had the whole, I need a cup of coffee. And I'm standing at this coffee stand. You must have had enormous jet lag, too. I mean, that's a long way away. But uh, I just couldn't figure out how to order a cup of coffee. I just could not figure it out. And uh, I was so disappointed I had to walk away without coffee. Try
2: to pantomize, pantomime sipping. Oh, hot.
3: Oh, hot. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Now, no, nobody had the time for that sort of those oh, sorts of boy. shenanigans.
2: Oh, boy. So it was like Manhattan, but with the uh, weird spires on top of the buildings.
3: <laughs> yeah, and those round balls. What do you
2: want? What do you want?
3: <laughs> um, babushkas everywhere. Uh, let's introduce the squad for a bit, then we'll get started on the news of the day. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Good.
4: I got something kind of cool in the mail yesterday. I go out there, and I, you know, this little postcard, and it's from Costco. And I'm thinking, and it says, dear, sir, um, we see that you've purchased um, some soap. that It was the buttermilk flavor. I don't oh. know if you remember. I said that what I didn't like the flavor and in, in, that of the soap, and, and you guys mocked you. me.
0: Well, it <laughs>
3: so
4: turns Peter. out
1: it was <laughs> too
3: <not> it. <laughs>
4: it was too strong, and um, so anyway, too strong to to to, to do what? I, they that was it. They said it doesn't pose any health con, health concern or so, anything so like that. So it was like a recall. Yeah, it was like a recall. They said, you could return it for a full refund. We just think it
2: stinks, and we're not happy with the quality. Wow, so they made up a batch of their buttermilk soap, and it they smells said it too smells buttermilky. Too, yeah, they
4: said it smells too bad.
2: But well, how's it taste? <laughs>
4: and so I get to return it for a full refund just well, because fantastic. it stunk. Oh, my God,
2: you're like 89 cents ahead of the game.
4: You're playing with house money now. but you know, Atta boy. I thought, this is great. I, I You know, I used three bars of this soap. I can return the rest. And Dear
2: get- sir, we are so Sorry about the smell of our buttermilk soap.
3: You
4: know, it's days like that that
2: make life worth living. Yeah, well, when, sure. When
3: they get a hold of customers that are still you still correspond with through the mail and that sort of stuff, yeah. they're probably very excited. Right.
2: <laughs> you ought to write them back in longhand. Thank you so much for your letter of October the 22nd.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I just thought it was pretty cool. Your humble servant.
3: <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing very well. Working the uh, celebrity engagement desk, Dennis Quaid. Oh, my goodness. People are complicated. Relationships are hard. But this man seems to just make it work time and time again as he is now uh, engaged to what would become wife number four. Nice. Uh, Dennis Quaid, age 65. He's got a
3: new show he's on, right?
1: Uh, Yes, I believe it's a new new movie called Midway I think he's doing some promotions uh, for. I thought I saw a TV show where he wears a cowboy hat. Anyway, Uh, Now, this is not the Quaid brother who films himself insanely reading the president's tweets. (laughs) That is Randy Quaid. Right. Is there a Quaid selling insurance on the television right now? That's Dennis Quaid. That's Dennis Quaid. Those are
3: pretty funny ads.
1: They are. They're well done. 65-year-old doing funny ads on the TV, maybe that's what his new wife, Laura Savoy... Oh, uh, found so attractive, but I will now be taking guesses on her approximate age.
3: He's 65. He is 65. Oh, boy. 40. Which is 25 year
1: gap. I'm saying 34. 26. Wow. Well, Keep in mind, he nerves. has a son who is 27. Wow. So wow. 41 years. What's, what's the formula for the
2: youngest decent wife you can take? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's the, half uh,
3: your age plus seven, plus right? Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So that would no, be. No, fails. Oh, no, no. Yeah. 32 and a half, 39 and a half. No. 26? Great. Scott, that's shameless. It's a 40 year difference. What's up with her? Hmm. She have a really sexy
3: grandpa, and she just you know it's it's
1: stuck in her head.
3: According to this article, she had also
1: dated Jeremy Piven for some time. Great Scott! I I,
3: I, yeah. mm. I wonder if she wants to have a kid. Yes, and then have her husband <laughs> die as quickly as possible. Yes, and then she can have her actual life. <laughs> right, <laughs>
2: right, right. Now, mom, my mom, yeah. I'll have an actual life
3: by the time I'm forty. Now, my real life begins. He's dead. Right. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm doing very well. Finished off my bowl of butter beef after work, and then I went off to Costco. I loaded up on paper goods and indulged in numerous samples, but I found out this time around they really don't like it when you keep coming back for more. <laughs> I got stuck in the little sausages. A sample, a not a meal. Well, yeah, and I actually got some dirty looks and was kind of told, hey, sir, you've been here three, four times. That's enough. Three or four? Yes. great scott marshall
2: this is not good for your look i'm looking out for your image here you we have need to, to e- stop at three marshall we need to end this story right now all right, <laughs> you, all right. your costco right?
1: samples as a meal guy What's never wrong? would have imagined. What's
3: wrong with that? I've never done it, but I don't care if other people oh, do it. You
1: can go back for seconds, but if, if, if you just start doing loops to the back of the line oh. every time you get it, well, you got to leave that's and come back. Sad. I think that's uh, that's just decorum, isn't it? No, I, you got to leave I, I, and then come back. How many times would you trick or treat at the same house, Marshall? <laughs> uh, yeah, little
0: sausages on a the stick—they were so. Marshall, are you homeless? Do you need twenty dollars? Here, let me. I got twenty bucks. I'm for not you. living out in the parking lot, as some people have mentioned. Behind the dumpster.
2: Did
3: yeah. They did you hit couldn't any, afford in front of the dumpster. <laughs> did, that's prime real estate, get a view. <laughs> did you hit any of the other samples, or are you are just a oh, big yeah. on the little sausage? Oh, no, no, no. I had,
0: I had the uh, little biscuits, you know, with sure. uh, some sort of sauce on top. A little bit of a dessert I just kind of roamed around. Yeah, you you milk. started at the
3: salad
2: samples. Yeah, you do it in order. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Ended up with a nice piece of cheesecake. Oh,
0: that is good. Do you mind if I just want to, yeah, okay, hey, mm, look, I'm a paying member. I'm entitled. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You got a membership? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. And I see them throw that stuff out
3: all the time because I got to keep it fresh, so uh, whatever. And you take off your jacket, you come back with a different name, and then you put on a hat.
1: <laughs> from a mustache. That's what I do. From.
3: And then you make
2: the dead drop in the park, right? right. right. Just, oh, try to trap him there. Tried to trap the
3: Russian asset. Jack Armstrong, <laughs> Russian asset. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it get to be already Tuesday, October 22nd, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's forge ahead officially, according
2: to FCC rules and regs, for which we are sticklers. Here we go, at Mark. I'm speaking to you tonight to give you a report on the state of our nation's economy. and regret to say that we're in the worst economic mess since the Great Depression. A few days ago, I was presented with a report I'd asked for, a comprehensive audit, if you will, of our economic condition. You won't like it. I didn't like it. But we have to face the truth, and then go to work to turn things around.
1: Agreed? That was uh, then-President Ronald Reagan addressing the nation when the debt topped $1 trillion for the first time. Oh, trillion
3: dollars? Can't have that? That's crazy! Hold 1981. My beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> says, <laughs> says the future. Says the next Republicans <laughs> and Democrats. Right. Uh, running the place. Yeah. One trillion dollars, obviously that's unsustainable. You can't have a trillion dollars. And that, that's crazy. Right. That's just, how would you let to get that out of control? What are we now, 2022? 20, 20, yeah, yeah, coming I'd up on up. 23? Yeah, might as well be, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are the headlines there, Marshall?
0: Well, Turkey's uh, Turkey and the Kurds ceasefires ending today as power brokers move in. The Rift exploding. Bernie blasting Clinton for the Tulsi russia asset yes bernie weighing in finally and can we have somebody who's
2: not probably a russian asset (laughs) decrying the russian (laughs) asset thing bernie just i'm asking you to step back one step
0: and facebook's mark zuckerberg on elizabeth warren and his own major flaw Mm. coming up turns out zuckerberg
3: is tight with mayor pete i didn't know that that could be a big help for mayor pete Mm. Uh, throughout the whole thing how does Mm. does how's mailbag look oh it's fine and dandy some good stuff Yeah, people are really on their toes. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get into the flow of things today. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: It's a sound I make when I bend over and tie my shoes. You know, if I'm the governor of California and I was thinking about running for president, which (laughs) I guarantee you he was. Oh, yeah. Front page headlines about the explosion of homelessness in California. Days after the headlines of they can't keep the power on on windy days. It's really got to hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a third world country in terms of infrastructure. And there are bums and junkies everywhere, accosting citizens and pooing on the streets and all so, the... and and he says proudly this is america's coming attractions this is what america can look forward to
3: all to the level that three thousand miles away in the new york times and the wall street journal they're paying attention to it so that's gonna oh, make yeah. you very proud
2: yep nice job the west coast, yeah. Yeah. we could do an entire show every single day on the west coast bum explosion absolutely stories of of Horror and disgust and poor governance and the rest of it. We don't just cause we don't want to
3: wear you out, but got a guy who runs a business in Oregon who's fed up. Oh, yeah, You're gonna hear from later. Oh, amazing story. He's got junkies throwing
2: firebombs into his business because he dare ask the cops to get him out of the way. Just astounding. I'm telling you, lawlessness, my friends, lawlessness. Mailbag. Oh, yeah. This is my freedom-loving quote of the day, our freedom-loving quote of the day, from Alexander Hamilton. And I bring it up partly in response to some of these super-left activist types. Jack was talking about critical race theory on the show yesterday. One of the arguments they make frequently is that this entire country was built on racism, the Constitution is racist, and the rest of it, and... At the time of the Constitution, if you'd do a lick of research, you'd realize this. A lot of the Founding Fathers were rabidly anti-slavery. They were avowedly, enthusiastically, angrily anti-slavery, which continued for a very long time till finally we got it ended. Alexander Hamilton, during the uh, consideration of the Bill of Rights, <clears throat> said of Southern, some of the Southerners, Who talks most about freedom and equality? Is it not those who hold the Bill of Rights in one hand and a whip for affrighted slaves in the other, hmm. calling them out publicly for their hypocrisy? Back in the day, moving along, <clears throat> we uh, discussed the spread of the Legionnaires' disease at the uh, killed a number of people at a state fair.
3: Was it uh, which state? was North, North Carolina State Carolina. Fair. People were getting <clears throat> into the hot tubs that were on display to see if they want to buy one. Bunch of other sweaty state fairgoers you just get in there and make a little human soup oh boy catch some legionnaires disease and four of you died the idea
2: of state fair hot tubs is so gross signed hotel hot tubs anyway uh rob writes hot tubs indoors are are not entered by fairgoers they run and the steam carries the vapors including bacteria that causes legionnaires disease so he he believes people were not actually dousing themselves you in the Human stew.
3: You won't get in a hotel hot tub.
2: Uh, I my kids were just in one. To. My
3: kids were just in one at the Holiday Inn uh, weekend before. last. Well, they have enough uh, uh,
2: chlorine in them to reduce you to a skeleton. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I know because of well, yeah, yeah, because some people ain't so clean. Moving along, uh, just when the NFL lures me back in, Jack Joe writes, Mikey Luke watched last night's game to see the Pats whip up on the Jets and to watch pretty pretty Tom Brady. No homo, he says. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, that's not an expression I would ever use, sir. Every time the jets broke from the huddle, they clapped and said, F Trump! Now, Positive Sean has been researching this to figure out if it's authentic. Surely that would have made the news. To quote the great Joe Biden, come on, man. Ugh, at least we got the World Series. uh, I'll bet a
3: $5 bill that didn't happen.
2: Now, Mikey Luke is a frequent correspondent and a clever fellow, and there's no wink here. There's no letting on that he's not serious. I wonder. We'll look into that, my friends. Uh, stay with us. We'll spend the next several minutes researching whether that's true. What do I do with sullen 17-year-olds trick-or-treating with a pillowcase? I have a special section of the bowl hidden from view filled with black licorice products. Yeah, that's... And <laughs> candy corn.
3: Wait a minute. <laughs> black licorice and candy corn,
2: Candy yeah. corn is the king of candy. Oh, Extra that's... points if you ask him, what are you dressed as? Like an adult to a little kid.
3: Miley Cyrus's comments on homosexuality not going over well. We'll have the tape later. She'll probably sound
0: like this.
2: Jack, a while back, I was in Ukraine. Writes Ron. Tried to get a cup of coffee at a kiosk. How hard could it be? I thought. I walked away defeated. Found out later it was because she insisted she needed to know if I wanted cream and sugar. Stupid American. That's what she was yelling at him. And so he just became confused and frightened and wandered away. That's what happened to me. Yeah, I'm sure.
3: In St. Petersburg. Right. I don't know what they were saying. Me no speaky Ukrainian. Um, news now with Marsha Phillips. Now,
0: well, that five-day ceasefire between Turkey and the Syrian Kurds is about to expire today, and Russian President Putin is now sitting down in Sochi with visiting Turkish President Erdogan for talks on Syria. Erdogan saying the meeting with Putin will create the opportunity to discuss mm. peace in a strong manner. Before that meeting, though, the Kremlin was saying Turkey needs the Syrian government's permission for the deployment of its forces on Syrian territory. So this is going to be an interesting situation there. Meanwhile, you got Iraq saying American forces in the country after pulling out of neighboring Syria don't have permission to stay. The Iraqi military announcing that the troops can be in the country only while they are on their way to someplace else. So those are the uh, little back and forth that are going on as that ceasefire is winding down. Democrat divisions opening up with Bernie Sanders blasting Hillary Clinton's claims that Representative Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian asset who was being groomed by Vladimir Putin to be a third-party candidate that could sway the 2020 election toward President Trump. The vengeance of the Clintons is brutal and merciless. So
3: here's what I've been trying to figure out. Uh, when she said Tulsi Gabbard's a Russian asset, is that would that be like saying if I voted for... Trump, I would be an asset to Russia because they wanted Hillary to lose also. Oh, right. I, I didn't know what I saying. didn't I
1: didn't work with them. So I had making nothing a to distinction between being an agent and being an asset. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's 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 to Russia's favor. Yeah. yeah. Um is that what she meant? Well, I think
2: she left it vague intentionally. She Mm -hmm. wanted to tar Tulsi Gabbard as effectively as possible, but was afraid to go any further. So she used an ambivalent
3: term. Or does she mean that Tulsi Gabbard is working with the Russians and, you know, strategizing on a regular basis? Well, to say she's being groomed by Vladimir Putin, it's
2: difficult to be the uh, asset, not the agent, to to, to, uh, cite
1: Positive Johnson terminology.
2: (laughs) Hillary's doing that all over the... The politics of our day. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our Scottish listeners. So anyway, yeah, I think she was intentionally being vague. She's a very intelligent and utterly brutal woman who is trying to ruin Tulsi Gabbard for standing up against her right. for or, well, whatever it was, two and a half years ago.
3: Well, yeah. whether Hillary believes that or not, a lot of people on the left apparently do believe she's actually coordinating with the Russians, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, we got more on that coming up on uh, kickoff next hour if you're around for that. But uh, I don't I don't get it. Y'all actually believe that? I thought the Republicans had the crazy conspiracy theories. <sighs> Please. According to MSNBC and yeah. CNN.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Tulsi Gabbard, by the way, responded in the video. She's claiming Clinton has had a longstanding vendetta against her. People warned me in
1: 2016 that my endorsement of Bernie Sanders would be the end of my quote unquote political career. They said Clinton will never forget that she and her rich and powerful friends, her allies in politics and in the media will make sure that you are destroyed.
2: There you go. She's been oddly chummy with Assad in Syria, who's a uh, an actual Russian asset, um, but uh, she's going to end up in
3: Leavenworth if she's working with the Ruskies, right? An MSNBC panel noted on Friday, in apparent seriousness, says Matt Taibbi of the Rolling Stone... Oh, that's beautiful. ...that Gabbard never, quote, denied being a Russian asset in her interview that she <sighs> wow, did. Wow, that's right. I saw that clip. Wow, that is so unfair. So
2: somebody walks up to you in the workplace and says, I think you're a child rapist. And you have to stand there and say, I- I'm not a child rapist. You have to dignify it
3: by responding to something that ridiculous? i got more on that coming up because it's really interesting. It's savagery,
0: man. It's ugly. Facebook is... I love it. Facebook is announcing new measures to help prevent election interference in 2020. The social media giant says it's launched Facebook Protect to safeguard the accounts of elected officials, candidates, and others who might be targeted by hackers and foreign adversaries. Now, another step the company is going to be taking banning paid ads that advise users not to vote. They're also going to be making pages more transparent by adding more details about who is actually behind a specific page, who is sponsoring it. Right. You know, I was thinking it would almost
2: be better if they, instead of eliminating things, they put a big red badge on it, Russian bot, so you could see what they look like and what their nature
3: is. So I thought it was interesting to find out that Zuckerberg and Mayor Pete are friends going way back in the day to college. And uh and he likes it. Uh, Zuckerberg likes Mayor Pete. He I assume hates Elizabeth Warren because she wants to break up Facebook. Yep. Oh and that's clear. All yeah. kinds of different yeah. stuff. So if Facebook has the kind of power a lot of people think they do, and he even tries to put his thumb on the scale for Mayor Pete over Elizabeth Warren, that's got to be a big boost. Well,
2: during the well, interview- anybody who's on the conservative side of the aisle knows there there are a lot of subtle and difficult ways, uh, or difficult to detect ways to do that. And old uh, Berserkerberg knows them all. So we'll see.
0: During an interview that Zuckerberg did with Lester Holt last night, uh, Holt asked him about Senator Warren, who has been calling for the breakup of Facebook.
1: Have you reached out to Elizabeth Warren? Our teams are definitely in contact, and although I haven't spoken with her personally about this. Will you? I
0: don't know. There you go. What admission by Zuckerberg. a hell
2: of a clip you played us there, Marshall.
0: <laughs> What, really makes you stop and think. What admission? By, sort
3: of the standing in line at sausages <laughs> for sausages at Costco of clips is what that was.
0: <laughs> what admission by Zuckerberg came when Hold asked him? Do uh, you yeah. think that you're your best communicator
1: for this company? Look, historically, I have I've had a very hard time expressing myself. <laughs> I just come across as robotic. This is one of the things that, in growing up, I need to get better at in running this company. Wow. Well, that's I found that uh, interesting. Charming. <laughs> Rather I'd, self-aware for an android. <laughs> I do not sound like a human. Must correct. Must correct. My, program, my
2: programming says to say I sound robotic now. <laughs> Need to update operating system.
0: <laughs> Patriots embarrassed the Jets 33 to nothing, in their Monday Night Football shutout last night the Astros are going to be hosting the Nationals in Game 1 of the World Series. That will be tonight. Hey,
3: back to the Zuckerberg thing briefly. I don't think your communicating style is the problem is that you sound robotic. The communicating style that bothers most people is what you say and what is happening are two different things. I think that's what hurts your communicating style. If only there were a term
1: for that. Like, he he (laughs) says he's a human, but he's clearly a robot. Is that what you mean? now, now.
3: He says your privacy is their number one concern, and then you find out, like, days later that behind the scenes, while he's saying that to Congress, they're working harder to hide how they take your sure. information and sell it to people. Yes. So yes. it's the fact that your statements, in fact, don't line up is bigger than the delivery. Ah! No, that's the
1: word.
2: <laughs> now, speaking of the truth and lies, uh, Mikey Luke has written back, I inquired, because we cannot find any evidence that the New York Jets of New Jersey broke the huddle last night on Monday Night Foosball by saying F Trump. But he swears it is true. They didn't say the actual word. They said F in its place, but they did. He heard it himself, he's claiming? Yes. Again, uh, we
3: can find no evidence of this. I don't believe it happened. I do not want to be party to trafficking rumors. I
1: don't believe it happened. In fact, I would state, I I guarantee you it didn't happen. There's no way that happened. We can't prove it didn't happen. This emailer needs to prove to us that it did. There's no way way it happened. I say it did. (laughs) Will you give me ten to one? On 10 bucks?
3: Yes. <laughs> You'll give me 10 to $1. Yeah. $100 up against 10 That they said blank Trump all the time or one time? I'm just saying once. I don't believe that they could say that on a football field with the other team there, with the referees there, with however many tens of thousands of fans there with microphones. microphones? Yeah. And it's not the biggest story in America today.
0: That's what I'm saying. Ten to one, then. Okay.
3: All right, game on. Well, that's a fair bet. Woo! (laughs) Way to be gutsy on your bets. Well, you said yes.
2: (laughs) That That was my, you took my opening offer. That's not my fault. (laughs) By the way,
3: my old pickup I'm selling, I'll take $50,000 for it. What I'm most interested in is, (laughs) what I'm more interested in is how many people will believe that that happened.
2: And it didn't. I, uh, well, yeah, and I don't want to be party to that. We don't, you don't need that in the modern era. If you want to pick on the other side, there's plenty of good stuff. You don't have to make stuff up. So again, uh, hallmark, my hallmark is accuracy. And uh, I hate to be trafficking in, in scurrilous rumors.
0: $10,000 bet, $10,000 bet. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty show the conscience of the nation. Squawky, squawky. Here's a Costco treat. Well, wow, you've trained the bald eagle with Costco treats. Yes. Well, thank you
3: to move your shopping cart along now, Marshall. <laughs> We're training our pug with the clicker. Do you ever use the clicker? Have you seen that for the I'm pet training? I'm familiar with it. I've never used it. Yeah. It's uh, it's working on our pug anyway. What are you trying to train him to do? Henry's really into it. Because you said he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do much. Okay. So what are you training to I always train say, him to do? I always say, look lazy, tired, and fat. Click. Ah, hey, good boy! <laughs> that's not confusing <laughs> to the dog at all. <laughs> Henry's working on training him, get him to get off Can you office. say the dog doesn't like you? Huh? <laughs> he actually likes me best, which nobody can understand, because I say cruel things to him all the time. I say it's because dogs don't understand human speaking. What? But that's... They, they are all aghast at the horrible things I say to him every single day. It's
2: funny you should say that we actually, Judy and I, actually think Baxter is starting, he's trying to talk.
3: He's learning to speak. Okay. Okay. Has your toaster done the same thing? <laughs>
1: Can he's, I get 10 to 1 odds on that one? <laughs> he has, yes. He,
2: he's begun. He looks <laughs> right at Judy and says,
3: It's weird, man. It's Planet of the Apes Mm. stuff. Does it ever like try to get up on two feet and put on your pants? (laughs) Planet of the Dogs. I found him
2: trying to put my wedding ring on his paw. And he kisses her a lot. That's all I know. (laughs) Stay
3: tuned for that.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. A couple of movie notes for you in a moment if you're into the Cineplex. Uh, World Series starts tonight. I'm excited all about that. Um, Some new poll numbers out if you want to take a look at those. Yeah, I think I'm going to boycott national poll numbers. They they you know, I, I can't believe I ever got sucked into talking about them as much as we had. They're stupid. They are they've always been stupid. They indicate nothing. There's no proof they indicate anything. You can't lay out any proof in front of me that they're an indicator of anything. If they're not an indicator of anything, mm. then why would you talk about them? <laughs> I
2: just So there you Can go. Somebody preserve that tape and we'll play it back for Jack next time he starts citing polls. All right. I heard a promo on uh, Nakedly Progressive Radio talking about there being a
3: debate tonight? mm Yeah, that must have been... There could uh, be some sort of weird air. town hall thing. They have those oh, just as often, and yeah. they're, they're just like the debates. <clears>
2: but. Yeah, yeah, some sort of forum on some specialty. Uh, you were here
3: Friday, but the debate ratings were, what, 8 million people tuned in? Something yeah, like that? it was
1: the lowest, yeah. 8
3: million tuned in, and of that 8 million, which is not very many people. Right. Um, uh, how many of those stuck around for... Even two hours of it, let alone three. Oh. be boy. very small. Vanishingly
2: small, as they say in the statistics business. The Wall Street Journal with a very interesting uh, uh, article slash slideshow that I believe one of our alert listeners sent our way. I think it was emailed to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The headline of which is, Democrats and Republicans aren't just divided. They live in different worlds. The two parties represent radically different slices of the American economy. And the, the header on this slideshow is America's uh, political polarization is almost complete. It's two main political parties increasingly represent two different economies and they barely overlap. Democrats can be found in educated cities and suburbs where professional jobs are plentiful. Republicans live in working class and rural communities home to agriculture and low skilled manufacturing. The, one of the more interesting aspects of this thing, thingy slideshow is that the classic um, You know, characterization of the parties is that uh, Democrats are the party of the poor. Well, they are to a large extent the party of the urban poor, but are practically unknown among l- less urban poor people.
3: Uh, there are more white poor people than there are
2: anything, anything combined. Yeah. Let's look at the GDP, or the value of goods and services produced, to understand how the two parties are divided. These days, Democratic House districts are doing substantially better. They have about 64% of the real GDP. 64. And Republican districts are 36. That's interesting. And a half. It's almost two-thirds, one-third. More on the party of the rich. Uh, and this is striking because the Republican share of GDP is actually shrinking.
3: What would be the the, the number one description from for 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 regular people who don't like Republicans? That would be the reg, that would be the number one description, wouldn't it? What now? That the Republicans are the party of the rich.
2: Oh yeah, that is the most common conception. Yeah, um, it turns out to not be true. Really, it's oh, it's it's unquestionably not true. Um, and and the trend is exacerbating. Uh, and then they show a couple of charts in 08. They have the, um, the counties ranked by economic activity, GDP. And there's a bulge right in the lower middle on both sides of the aisle. A little more GDP is controlled by Republican districts than Democrats. That's in 08. Pretty, pretty even though. And then you go to 2018 and it morphs into this, this, uh, unshapely beast where uh, the very richest counties are exclusively Democrat. In fact, they outnumber the Republican counties of uh, $60 billion or more in GDP. What is that for? It's like 25 to 1 in the upper echelon, which is interesting. Also has to do with population density. More people is more economic uh, activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, you know, theoretically, districts are by population so but it depends state blah 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 um so yeah population density wouldn't affect it that much because cities have more districts sorry let's see the paycheck picture household income tells a similar story a decade ago median household income was about the same for each party since then it's jumped nearly 17 percent in democratic districts while falling 3% in Republican
3: ones. It's gone from even to a 20% gap. I've never heard anybody talk about this before. That's uh, really interesting. So why? What what happened in the last 10 years? Um, It has to do with uh, manufacturing and agriculture
2: and the way livings are made in those districts. What's behind the split? Democrats represent districts with the biggest clusters of professional jobs. That includes tech hubs around Silicon Valley and Boston. Nearly three-quarters of jobs in digital or professional industries are in Democratic districts. And that is way more than was true 10 years ago.
3: These numbers explain Trump a lot better than any stupid blanking Russian conspiracy. Rich tech and professional
2: districts go Democrat. Red Industries...
1: Or or,
3: or a lot of the, the, the working class that might have when it was split evenly that might have gone Democrat, uh now they're looking around saying, Hey, what what, what about us out of here? The the Democratic Party doesn't care about you. You are an afterthought.
2: It's urban elites. I
3: heard a strategist the other day saying that might be the future. The Democratic Party might just actually give up on the working class. That has been their base forever um and might just decide that's not right. the direction to go anymore. Well, how make many it more are- urban The the divide is going to be more urban-rural. Right. Just straight up that as opposed to working class anything.
2: Right. Living in a blue state, I'm acutely aware of this. The number of unions which are uh, in bed with the Democratic Party, I mean, like really quid pro quo bribery stuff, um, that their union members would vote overwhelmingly Republican were it not for their union being in bed uh, and having a mutual bribery scheme with the Democratic Party in California, for instance. Um, so, yeah, that is that is the hold on unions at this point. They're in financial bed together. Uh, Republican districts, in contrast to the super elite tech districts, which swing way blue, hold growing shares of the nation's agriculture, mining, and low skill manufacturing jobs, many of which do not require a college degree, have lower pay, and are more exposed to overseas competition.
3: You know, later, we'll, we'll put distance between it because we don't want to be so heavy politics, but, I heard an interesting conversation the other day among smart people about why the parties should go back to the smoke-filled rooms for choosing a candidate and how this whole letting people oh, have a say has been such a terrible disaster, and there's all kinds of numbers to back that up. I agree with that completely. And it's really interesting, but so maybe we'll get to that later. Before that, though, why, Russia, uh, why Russian asset has become such a thing in the news? Stay tuned.